Welcome to Building Safe Workplaces, casual talk about serious matters. I'm your host, Tommy Nip. Today we have a special guest. We're going to be exploring the difference or the new Delta variant that's out there. And who else better to talk about that than our very own Dr. Tommy Heisler. How you doing, Tommy? Hey, pretty good. Thanks, Tommy. So let's just jump right into it. Um, so there's a lot of talk about the Delta variant. That's all we're hearing on the news right now. What is the variant? How, how does a variant form? Yeah, sure. It's a great question. Uh, you know, anytime you have a variant or something that's variable, you know, that at its root, at its roots definition means that it's it's different. It's different than what you started with. So when we talk about a variant of a disease or a, or a bacteria or anything, we're talking about something that has changed in some way from what we started with. So now we, we've come to this new Delta variant, which means it's different than the original strain of, of COVID-19. You know, we've gone through Alpha and Beta, and we're all the way up to uh, to Delta that we're dealing with. I, I understand there's now Lambda that's floating around, the, you know, out in the environment. So we're going to continue to see these different versions of the COVID-19 virus. And, and how do they form? How does how does that variant form? You mentioned the the lambda vi- the variant. Are we just stuck in an endless loop that is going to be? Are we going to have to go through this every six seven months? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's very possible. So the 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 fascinating aspect of viruses is number one, viruses has have to have a host, right? They don't just live out in the air, they have to have something to feed off of. And that something to feed off of right now is us, humans. Uh, So viruses are, are very well adept at changing to make them survive more. Um, that's what viruses do. They get inside your body, they they procreate, they multiply. That's when you get sick and you're infected and you're contagious. And as time goes by, the more bodies and hosts that they infect, they learn from them and they learn what makes the virus weaker. And the more that they learn, hey, you know what? Because of this in this human's body, I'm weaker. So you know what? I'm going to change myself to make myself stronger. So, you know, when we talk about is there going to be uh, different variants, you know, ongoing, absolutely there is because these viruses are smart and they like to change themselves for the better. So they're more contagious, more infective, uh, and they hang around longer because they continue to change into these variants. So, you know, are, are we going to have an endless loop? You know, hopefully, in a, you know, hopefully eventually uh, we'll be all, you know, vaccinated and protected where this virus doesn't change itself anymore. There's no more host to infect. But at this point, you know, I, I, I don't see that that goalpost yet, unfortunately. So this is something that we might have to deal with. But is this different from a common cold? Does, doesn't a, uh, the common cold also mutate and things because i've heard that even flu vaccinations right they have to they have to test and it's the flu vaccination is different every year right absolutely Uh, two good examples tommy the flu 
changes every year. That influenza virus finds a way to change and mutate and create variants every single year, depending on the, the season. So that's why we have to get a new flu shot every single year because it changes. The common cold is the worst culprit for mutating and changing. That's why there has never been an effective treatment or vaccine for the common cold. It, they they change faster than you can even detect them in your body. So, uh, you know, there there's there's those are two good examples of, of things like the flu that we know and we can predict every season and come out with a, a vaccine. And then there's really bad ones like the common cold that you can't you can't predict and and there's no vaccine for it. So I think we're kind of in the middle right now with with the COVID-19 virus where fortunately up until now we we have had a vaccine. We can kind of plan now uh, into the future of, of what variants are starting to form out there and, and tweak those vaccines if we need to. Uh, but but you know, like I said in the beginning, the viruses are, are incredible uh, creatures that that like to change and like to change for the worse. And we're very fortunate that at least now we've got a good vaccine out there and vaccines that can that can help protect us. So how how is the Delta variant? I mean, what's different? Is there so it's mutated, right? Is there any difference um, that someone who catches that virus can you tell if you have the Delta variant or the original COVID? I mean, is there, is there any way to to know there's the yeah, good question. And right now, there's not. It, you know, it's still a COVID nineteen virus, right? It is still the virus. It's just a little bit stronger, a little bit more contagious. Uh, so no, the the same tried and true symptoms that we've been you know flapping our our gums at for the past year and a half uh, hold true. Uh, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, sore throat. All of those those things, loss of taste, loss of smell, they still hold true. You 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 as a human cannot tell what strain or what variant you have. All you're going to be able to tell is I'm sick. I need to go get tested. Okay, and but there is a difference because I have at least I've heard there's a difference on the news. This new variant seems to target even younger people. Yeah. Is, is that true? Yeah. yeah it, it looks like, you know, like we talked about with how these, these viruses like to change for the worst. Well, this new Delta variant is definitely more contagious. Um, it, it produces what we think is an increased viral load in your body, which means there's just more particles floating around of it, which makes you even more contagious, uh, and potentially more sick. Um, so, so yeah, where, where our kids were kind of almost immune from that original strain, this one tends to be even, uh, even affecting those youngsters a little bit more because of, of those reasons, you know, that, that I just spoke about. It's more contagious. It's, it has a higher viral load and, and unfortunately is, is, is infecting some of our kids as well. So what, what about children's resilience to it? I mean, is it, it's affecting them more, but are we seeing, uh, maybe is it, is it like it what the original virus was where you know it seemed like the older generation was right. getting it a lot worse whereas if you got it if you were in that age group between 20 and 50 uh you you had it but it wasn't too bad what is this doing to our kids when they're getting affected is it is it is it strong sure well it, the good news is is no it is it is always going to affect the most uh, um, vulnerable. And in this case with COVID-19, it is still the, the elderly, the immunocompromised, and, and fortunately, 
not the kids. So the kids are still fighting it off. They're doing great. But we are seeing increased infection rates in kids, increased hospitalizations, but fortunately, not not a big increase in, in fatalities. That's good to hear. Yeah. Oh, so what are what kind of symptoms are we are we still looking for the exact same symptoms the CDC released over a year ago? Or, or is there anything different with this new variant that it may be a slightly different that sure. we should look for? No, there's not. There, it is the exact same symptoms. It would be great if you know the new Delta variant caused your nose to turn blue or something, but it's just not. It's just it's it's the same ones, and you are never going to be able to tell what variant uh, you have. You know, the only way to tell that is, to, is if you go to a hospital and get a PCR test, and that lab runs a special test to determine what variant and. You may you may find out about it. You may not. Uh, so no, it's the same symptoms. You're you're just going to know you're sick, and that's all you're going to know. Okay. So, what is it? Can you explain? Because I've been hearing this term on the on the news and things. Herd immunization. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean and what is the point behind it? Well, sure. You know, herd immunity basically means you want you want the biggest amount of your herd to be protected, right? If if one cow in your herd has a disease, but all 99 other cows are protected, that's herd immunity. That one infected cow cannot infect the rest of the herd. So when we talk about herd immunity for humans, we're talking about trying to get a vast majority of humans to be protected from the virus. So then when you have the the smaller minority that's not protected and they get infected, the virus can't spread. It, it doesn't have a host to jump to because the majority of the herd is protected and is uh, um, immunized. So that's why when, you know, when the CDC harps on uh, on getting vaccinated, it is it is exactly because of that reason. We want to get the majority of the herd of the human cows to be protected and immunized so there's no more hosts for this virus to jump around to. And until that happens, that virus is just going to jump and jump and jump and potentially get worse and worse and more severe. And like you said earlier, if it continues to jump and jump and jump, it will continue to mutate, right? Absolutely. And pretty soon you could actually get something that maybe mutates is a lot worse than what we have absolutely, right now. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the, the the worst case scenario for this virus to to mutate would be that it either mutates into a into a, a variant or a form that is extremely contagious. You know, right now when we're talking about COVID-19, your chances of of getting the virus and spreading it uh, to more people is about somewhere in between one to two people. So if I get it, the chances that I'm going to spread it uh, is about one to two more people. You know, if you, look at, if you look at things like the measles, if you get the measles, you have the potential to spread that virus, that measles virus, to 14 other people. It is extremely contagious. So, worst case scenario, this 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 uh, this virus mutates into something that is extremely contagious. We we would be in a in a bad situation there, or that it it 
it mutates into something that is extremely deadly. I mean, can you imagine if this thing mutated into something like the plague? You know, that that amount of 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 of, of risk and, and death, the plague or, or um, um, anthrax, uh, that is the last thing we want. And so, yes, we're trying to get as many people vaccinated so that doesn't happen. This this thing cannot keep jumping to person to person and mutating. So, what what is that magic number? I mean, I've heard different numbers out yeah. there. Is it like seventy percent. Yeah, or? that's that's what that's what you know the the experts. Um, if you believe the experts, right, right? That that's what they say. You know, around seventy percent. We want a good majority of people to get vaccinated, and and we're just not there yet. What what percentage are we currently at right now? Yeah, right now we're probably around fifty percent. The latest numbers that I looked at earlier today. Is that today. nationwide? Yeah, or is that that's nationwide. It's about it's about fifty percent total U.S. population that has had two full vaccines or or just one of the Johnson and Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. So that's fifty percent of people have had their complete series of vaccine. Right. When you look at well, how many have just had a half? Of half series of vaccine, it's a little more. It's about sixty percent. So sixty percent have had some some part of that series of vaccine, and about fifty percent have completed it. Okay, okay, all right. So you talked about vaccines, so that leads me into the next the next question: is how effective are the vaccines really against this variant? I mean, um, man, you've seen all kinds of numbers, right? But but what? What's your what's the best number that you've heard? Sure. So yes, there's numbers all over the place. Every day you hear a new statistic. Every day there's a new study. And why why is that a new statistic? Is it just because the the raw data is constantly coming in? Yeah, exactly. You know, we're ongoing doing studies both here in the U.S., overseas. We're looking at different populations. You know, uh, a, a vaccine effectiveness for a 90-year-old may be different than a, than a 12-year-old. So it, it, it takes a while to really get all the data you're looking for, but then try to, to piece it out and figure out, okay, well, you know, this the, in this community, they had a low um, effectiveness rate for the vaccine, but what was the population? Were they, was it all nursing homes? I mean, that, that all matters in there. So yes, it takes time to do these long-term studies and then try to figure out the, the data behind it. So that's why these numbers just keep changing. You know, you, you'll get one number that says, oh, the vaccines are great, 90%. Then you get one that I saw recently on, on that said, well, the Pfizer was only 46% effective for, for this Delta variant. You know, who knows? I, I think the overall message is the vaccines protect you in some capacity. Right. You know, that holds true regardless. But, but I also, I mean... I just recently read an article uh, that said, and it was just talking about Texas. Mm-hmm. It said that there's been like, I don't know, something like 9,000 people yeah. that have died mm-hmm. in the state of Texas from February to July. And of those 9,000 people, 43 of them were fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. which is a percentage of 0.5%. Absolutely. And that is a great statistic. And that is that is most likely a... A statistic that will hold true. You know, you have to remember these vaccines were created to prevent death. That that's what a vaccine, that's what a medication is always there to to do is to prevent you from dying or getting so sick that you could die. And that's what the vaccines were created to do. They were created to reduce death and severe disease. So 
Absolutely. So they're not some shield that says if I can get a vaccine, I cannot possibly get right. COVID. Absolutely. It's just to prevent you from dying Absolutely. from COVID. They 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 were never there to prevent you from getting a stuffy nose from COVID. That's not what they're there for. They're there to prevent you from dying. So when you look at the statistic you just told that you know, almost 100% of those that are dying right now are the unvaccinated, it's because the vaccine is doing exactly what it was meant to do. We talk about these breakthrough ca cases where oh, I had a vaccine, but I'm testing positive and I've got a cough. That that's fine. That's that that is going to happen, right? That's when you that's when you uh, know the vaccine it has its limitations. But but the 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 good thing and the good number is is just like you said, people are not dying who are vaccinated. And 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 what more can you ask for when you talk about vaccines? to prevent death right but but tommy i've heard a lot of people say that i they don't want the vaccine because they have that covid virus in the vaccine sure. and they don't they feel that if they get that vaccine that makes them more susceptible yeah. to absolutely. getting covid absolutely. uh is that true sure it's a great question and the answer is absolutely 100 percent no it, just like we have this discussion every season with people uh, in the flu vaccine, right? They, they say, well, I, I got the flu vaccine three years ago and it gave me the flu. It cannot happen. It's impossible. There, there is no live virus being injected when it comes to COVID-19 uh, vaccines. The, especially the mRNA science behind Moderna and, and Pfizer is a protein they are, they are putting in there, a fake protein to be, to be quite clear. It's a fake protein that your body thinks is COVID-19. So there is no live virus in there. It cannot make you uh, have the COVID-19 uh, virus. Now look, there are side effects to the vaccine. I went through it myself. You don't feel good. You feel lousy. You may get a slight fever. You may get some body aches and chills. That's not because you've been infected by a virus. It's because your body is inflamed and in responding to the vaccine that just came in your body. And that, that lasted all of, you know, 12, 24 hours. That's actually kind of, I mean, I've, I've heard stories, um, my, myself, I, I got sick when I, when I got the vaccine too. My wife, she had no problems. Yeah. I mean, it's different for everyone. Yeah, but to me, that, that means it's working, right? No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the, isn't isn't fever just your body's defense to try to burn things out? Absolutely, it's these vaccines were created to you know go inside of your body to trigger your body to react to it, so they so their body forms long term antibodies against it. So you know you could go in and and get an injection, go get a COVID test, and and you'd be negative because you're not putting actual virus in your body so rest assured you know there's no there's no dna getting changed in your body it, it, you're not getting injected with covid19 there's no microchips in there no no not yet <laughs> so uh so how does the delta variant differ in vaccinated versus unvaccinated people obviously we talked about it we said that unvaccinated people are way more susceptible is yeah. that pretty much the trend you're seeing uh, uh personally at your clinic oh yeah absolutely you know we you know we we have done up until this point you know over the past year and a half over thirty thousand COVID tests in our clinic alone in here in pasadena and that had kind of dropped off over the past you know four months or so right we thought COVID was a thing of the past right. and then all of a sudden about three weeks ago wham uh, our clinic is doing hundreds of COVID tests a day, and we keep track of the data. So we keep track of all the, you know the positives. Right. We keep track now of uh, if you've been vaccinated or not. So 
we are seeing in our clinic, in our local community, uh, a positive rate of about 13% total. Mm-hmm. When you delve into, when you dive into are you vaccinated or not, that 13% splits out to about 9% unvaccinated and 3% vaccinated, which it's amazing, but that falls right in line with the effectiveness that the manufacturers told us of the vaccine, right? They said our vaccines are about 95% effective, right? Which means there's about a 5% chance that you can still get COVID. And look what we're seeing. Vast majority unvaccinated getting positive, smaller, much smaller number of vaccinated turning positive. So what can we do to curve the spread of this virus? You said the more it spreads, the more it's going to mutate, the worse it can get. Absolutely. What can we do? So number one is is get vaccinated, you know, and uh, believe me, I understand both sides of an argument of why to get vaccinated and why not to get vaccinated. Um, believe me, I've contemplated that, you know, from the get-go uh, myself. And am I going to vaccinate my 12-year-old daughter? Am I going to recommend my mom who's going through breast cancer go get that vaccine, right? Pros and cons, total different uh, spectrums when, when it comes to that thought process. But at the end of the day, The only thing tried and true that we have to protect people is the vaccine. So I am a physician. Uh, It is it is my duty to recommend uh, what we know as a scientific basis. And right now it's a vaccine. Protect yourself, protect your families, get the vaccine. Let's say you don't want to get the vaccine. You're not going to get it. Right. So what else can you do? Well, you know, we talk about masks and, and my God, my goodness, there's been you know, flip-flopping on that from the get-go. Don't wear a mask, wear a mask. You know, you don't have to wear a mask now. Now it's a mask man to hate. You know, look, uh, do we know for sure that masks, you know, work? I would say, yeah, we do. You know, it's just like covering your mouth when you when you sneeze. You know, covering your mouth protects you from spreading your germs everywhere. So yeah, you know, wearing a mask works. Um, you know, I know there's a debate right now. Well, I'm vaccinated. I, I can't spread the virus. Well, yeah, that doesn't look to be so true now with this Delta variant because of that increased viral load we talked about. So yeah, unfortunately, even if you're, you're vaccinated, it looks like that new variant can be spread by you. So I, I think the overall consensus right now is to, yep, wear a mask, whether or not you're vaccinated or not, just until this thing blows over. Right. Well, you said it earlier, the vaccination doesn't keep you from getting it. Yeah. It just keeps you from getting worse Absolutely right getting and becoming contagious yeah. exactly uh so you mentioned your your 12 year old daughter mm-hmm. uh what's happening right now we are in the middle of august you know what's going on mm-hmm. all our kids are going back to school right so parents like yourself my, i have a 12 year old as well mm-hmm. we're both asking ourselves what to do yeah. you know where to go what are some things to, for parents to consider? Sure. I mean, not obviously you can't make a decision for parents, yeah. but what are some things to consider yeah. that maybe you contemplated sure. or that you would recommend to well, to parents? Yeah, well, I mean, let's talk about the, the, the easy stuff, right? The easy stuff that we all know as parents, and, and believe me, I'm guilty of, of not doing this sometimes, but if your child is sick, do not send them to school. If they wake up and say, Mom, my throat hurts, don't send them to school. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you've got a crazy life at work. You, you can't miss that meeting at eight o'clock. You have to be too. But if, you're, if your child has any symptoms, don't send them to school. 
Go take them to, to get a COVID test just to rule that out. If you do that, my goodness, how many, how many uh, uh, cases are we going to protect at that school if that child should be infected with COVID? So, look, mom, I got a runny nose. Mom, my tummy hurts. Mom or dad, my, my ears hurt. Don't send them to school. Don't just, you know, put your fingers in your ears and say, I didn't hear that, and send them. That, that's, that's the first step, right? I mean, that, that's, you, you talk about the hierarchy of, of safety controls, right? Eliminate the, the hazard. That's the top of the, the hierarchy. Eliminate the hazard. So if you eliminate the sick kid going to school, you've eliminated the hazard. So, uh, you know, and, and what's at the bottom of that, of that safety hierarchy, right? PPE, mm-hmm. mask. Well, she's got a sore throat, but I'm going to send her to wear a mask. That, you know, that, that's just not the best solution, right? So keep them, keep them away from school if they're sick, number one. You know, advocate they wash their hands constantly. You know, send them with a bottle of, of hand sanitizer if that's allowed in the school so they keep their hands clean. Schools are dirty places. We all right. know that, right? Kids are sneezing and picking their noses and wiping it on their desk. And, and that's how these things like spread. Absolutely, absolutely. And you stick a bunch of Petri dishes together, you know, you've got recipe for for sickness. Uh, you know, so those are the minimal things I think we can all do. Right. Uh, then you get into masks, you know, should the kids be wearing a mask? That's up for every parent to decide, you know, we live in Texas and, and there, there is no mask mandate in, in Texas right now for, for schools and kids. Uh, so that's an individual decision. And I think the science speaks for itself that, you know, you can spread this even if you're asymptomatic. We know that even if you are vaccinated right now. So, you know, it, it, it's up to everybody to, to decide how far they want to go with a mask. You know, I, I think right now with this new Delta variant floating around there and we know you can you can spread it and we know kids can get it and kids can get sick and be in the hospital. You know, something to think about. Yeah. So if a, if a parent does decide to uh, vaccinate their child, is there, am I right in saying Pfizer is the only one that they can yeah. go to and it goes down to 12? 12. Yeah. As of right now, Pfizer is the only FDA authorized vaccine for 12 and up. Uh, Moderna is, is in the works of getting that, uh, that approved. I don't, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think Moderna is going to be approved sooner than later. They're usually around two months behind Pfizer. So right. it's been about, you know, a month and a half or so since Pfizer got approved. Pfizer is on the horizon uh, of any, any time now getting fully FDA approved, it looks like. Um, so so um, we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. But I think that may even even expand on maybe some of those age ranges as well. So so if they do get full FDA approval, we may actually see uh, the, the Pfizer vaccine be for younger children under the age of yeah it it's possible you know i i, I haven't i haven't kept track of actual the actual applications that right, pfizer has right. been sending to the fda but i do know that they they've had ongoing studies of the vaccines and even younger kids even to infants mm-hmm. to see how effective it is and of course make sure there's no side effects uh so you know we'll see what what comes out and moderna is usually about two months behind them so right, exactly. that's good news good yeah. news uh okay so tommy um all right, so we've learned a lot about the Delta variant now. So now we're going to go to what are you going to tell someone who is steadfast against the vaccination? Yeah. I mean, here, here, here's Tommy Heiser's chance to make the pitch, right? <laughs> what would you? What is the best advice you can give someone yeah. uh, for for that? Sure, absolutely. Well, let me let me put on my 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 very stern 
physician hat. You know, if you come up to Tommy Heisler and, and say, I'm not going to get the vaccine, I'm not going to argue with you. You know, that's that's your decision that, you know, I, I may try to tell you the, the pros to getting the vaccine, but, you know, nobody wants to be argued with about a vaccine, you know, um, um, statement. But let me put on my 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 physician hat. And, and if I was going to have a hard discussion with you, I would say, you know, first of all, this is not just about you, right? This is about our, our entire country and our entire population. The only way we're going to get ahead of this COVID vac- virus where we're not wearing masks for the rest of our lives is if we reach that herd immunity. And the only way to do that is to get everybody vaccinated. You know, I would, I would say that number one, I would say number two, the science is strong that this stuff works and that there are, are minimal, minimal side effects, uh, to this, to this vaccine, you know, and I, I get the, I get the, the, the argument, uh, all the time of, well, we don't know what's going to happen to our bodies 30 years from now. Right. And you know what? That's probably true. We don't, but what we do know is, is that this science is not new, right? The, the mRNA uh, science was not just pulled out of somebody's ear a year and a half ago. These, these, these manufacturers has, have been studying these, these vaccines and, the, and these, um, uh, the science behind the vaccines for literally decades. So when someone says this is new, we've, we don't know what's going to happen. That's not true. The, the manufacturers have been studying mRNA science for years and years and years. They've injected them into every monkey you can imagine to follow them long term. This is not their first vaccine they ever made, right? right? Exactly. Now, look, is mRNA is the actual mRNA science a newer science? Yeah, it's a newer science, right? We're not talking about the science behind the polio vaccine, which has been around for 50 years. We're we're talking about a newer a newer science, but it has been tried. It has been studied. It's not new. So we've got good data, and now we've got a year and a half worth of data to show, well, you know what? It's not killing people. It's not making them have that third eye that we were all worried about. No, it has not affected uh, uh, unborn children, right? There's not an increased risk of of any issues with, with pregnant women. So that's all a good sign, right? And there's no indication that there's going to be any long-term side effects. So look, you can have that argument with somebody and they're going to say, well, until you can show me 30 years from now, there's no side effects. I'm not taking it. I totally get it. It's a valid argument. I wouldn't argue with him anymore. Uh, but but moreover, you know, the, this pandemic is not just about you as an individual. Um, the last thing you want to do is say, I ain't getting a vaccine. And then you get sick and you bring it to grandma and, and grandma dies. Right. right? It's a, it's about more than just you. So when you're when you're making that decision, uh, I get it. It's a, it's a it's a hard decision to make, or maybe for some people it, it isn't hard. You know, I got the vaccine. I didn't think twice about it. But for some people, it really is a difficult decision, and they've got firm um, uh, um, ideologies about getting it or not getting it. But just remember, it's not about you. You know, if you're deciding not to get vaccinated and you spend time with grandma who 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 could get it even though she's not vaccinated or she is vaccinated you really need to have a long a long chat with your inner self and decide is my decision worth uh putting grandma's or grandpa's life at risk right i think you know i've heard it said many times but i think you said something earlier that really really said it or, or made it stick for me is that when we were talking about herd immunity and we were talking about the reason this Delta variant came back was because it mutated, right? And, and viruses 
in, in a way are alive and they're just trying to survive right and the more it spreads the more it mutates yeah. the worse it gets absolutely so we can you know, it's, it's kind of like the old mythological where you cut the head off a hydra and two more heads replace it. You have to eventually get to the point where it, it's, you're going to stop that spread, right? Absolutely. Again, that virus has to have a human being to survive. And it's in that human being and in the environment where those viruses mutate for the worst. So until we, until we reach some sort of, of, of majority protection... You know, we're 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 in the in the in the long haul with this with this virus, unfortunately. Okay. So the other side of that is I'm like, wow, Tommy, you really made some good points there. I didn't think about it that way. I wanna get vaccinated. Yeah. What can I do? Well, absolutely. Well, you know, the good news now in the US is we have an abundance of vaccine and you can now well, you can walk into any Walgreens and say, I want this vaccine and, they, and they'll have it available. We have the vaccine uh, at, at the Houston Area Safety Council Occupational Health Clinics. Um, and so you're welcome to come and get them here. Your your employees can get them as soon as they walk in the door and they and they're here for their fit test or their drug test or their basic plus class. They can they can get the vaccine. So there should never be a reason in today's world where you cannot get a vaccine. If you want a vaccine, you can get it and it is 100 percent free, free of charge, free of charge. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tommy, thank you very much for uh, spending some time with us today. I appreciate it. It was very enlightening. I know I got a lot out of it. I hope uh, our listeners got a lot out of it. And uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a good week.